Welcome to episode 91 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Another big week on its way with some more crazy action on the track as the Diamond League rolled around to Oslo, plus some quick times on the cycle track in Barraford at the podium 5k. But before all of that, in a week where a heat wave has hit most of the UK and seen every Brit label their town, the Costa Del, whatever, as soon as the mercury tops 20 degrees, let me welcome to the show a guy who's probably been busy overheating the cross trainer this week. How's life, Joshua? Yeah, all good. I've actually I've had quite a stressful day. I've uh, I've retired from cross training. I'm on the bike now. I've discovered something called Zwift, and as some people or some listeners probably know, uh, certainly not all of them. Let me turn my phone on silent. Um, my dad was actually on the Zwift Academy, some triathlon team, basically, a couple of years back, and uh, they paid for me to go out and watch in Kona. So. To re- start repaying them, I've signed up to their free trial, got 30 days free, and then I'll cancel that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm level five. I'm quite good. Exciting. So when are you going to start this Zwift racing then? Tomorrow night, first session. I was meant to ride out the Zwift with Tom Pidcock tonight, signed up for it, and I had some technical difficulties setting it up. So, so I had to call my dad. He was not thrilled one bit. Um, um, but it, honestly, I've probably spent about four hours today trying to set this fucking thing up. But I've done it. Now. Is that why you've had a stressful day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the why I've had the stressful no, day. Nothing to do with work or anything. Just I wanted to smash my bike to pieces. To be honest with you, basically, when I when I crashed the other day, I'm not very mechanical, um, like mechanically gifted at fixing anything, like at all. I. Firstly, it took me about an hour to change the saddle. I didn't realise like they were interchangeable. Uh, yeah, also. So I managed that. Then there was a problem with a derailleur. Um, and I actually think the screw's too short, basically, to hold it on. Um, confirmed by my dad. But he basically said it holds itself on when I put it on the turbo. So I stood there with a derailleur in my hand. Didn't know how on earth it went on the bike. Um, yeah. So that's my day. But also, did, grand. did you not have issues transporting this turbo from Peterborough over to Cardiff? Uh, don't even get me started on that. That was yesterday, and I, I f- still feel in the effects. Do you know how heavy they are? Yes. Yes. It's like 25 kilos. I actually, so I had to get that from Peterborough to Cardiff. So I went via London. That's the way the train takes me. So the train's um, from Peterborough to King's Cross. And then have to walk to the tube at King's Cross to get the tube to Paddington. Then the train from Paddington to Cardiff. And then I had to get the bus from the train station back home. So I probably walked about a mile with it in total. And I had another two bags. Um, and I got about 100 metres from my house. And I had so much lactic in my arms. I just had to wait there for a good sort of five, ten minutes. I, I couldn't lift it. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling very worse for wear today. All right, we'll let you do a bit of recovering. Um, right, let me welcome other co-hosts this evening who is going to feel the heat on Friday night when I bring it to him at Summer Solstice 10K. I've heard a little rumour, though, Shane, 
the rumor actually comes from you that you're bottling it um it's more the realization that you might be breathing down my neck and we both might be struggling to break 34 minutes is it but 5k it's not going to be great be interesting but uh, a big part of what's holding me back has been my knee and i've just come back from a physio session so we'll see might be on the men by friday let's go to some running or cross training weeks josh do you want to kick off yeah let's go for it uh so monday evening i did an hour on the cross trainer 120 i'm going to give my heart rate to have a pace 120 average uh heart rate tuesday i did something called an ftp test i'd heard of it before i'd never experienced it honestly the hardest session i've done all year by far like not even some of those marathon sessions don't even come close to this so it's basically 20 minutes as hard as you can and i took some i tried to get some advice off my dad and he basically, he literally replied, pace it. That was all he said. So I thought, I don't really know my watts a good sort of time. So it basically gives you like an average watts and then you can work out your watt per kilo. Um, so I thought, well, 300 is a round number. I'll try that. I went off at about 300 and I got about 30 to 40 seconds in. I thought I am absolutely fucked. I just pure lactic. So I tried to recover a little bit more. And I looked at the thing, uh, the time thinking I must have done like five minutes and I'd done like 90. I thought, right, I just need to sort of recover and then go again. It's, effectively, I think it's like a, basically a flat out 5K. That's what I'd probably compare it to. Um, but I've gone off in probably 2.30 for the first K, effectively. I then, so obviously, as I peaked in the first... 30 seconds my average watts were very like high relative so they were just going down and down and down um and at about well 15 minutes in so five minutes to go the the average watts was 257 so i was like right five minutes to go i can kind of bury myself now so i went all out and my eyes shut and absolutely nailing it and i managed to get the average up to 266 um which worked out it's just under 2.6 watts per kilo um sorry 4.6 watts per kilo so i think that's actually not too bad um but yeah that was really fucking hard to be honest so i did 20 minute warm-up before that and uh i did about six minutes warm down and then the gym was shut so they loved me out um so i was quite i to be honest i was so fucked i didn't really care <clears throat> so wednesday um i actually met up with uh, matt dickinson and steph so Steph had a bit of a session. So I was like, right, I've got two by 10 minutes. I'll do a little bit of it with you. <clears throat> so she had three minute reps. So the first one was kind of the end of her warm down. And then the second one um, was like, she did three minute reps, then one minute jog. Um, and I tell you what, I am not as fit as I thought I might have been because that felt pretty hard. I was in structures, but we were running like the first one we started at like five tens. And, and I was like, I'm fucking flat out here. Um, we kind of backed off a little bit to probably 5.30ish, um, but still it was pretty hard. So, yeah, I mean, Achilles pretty fine. Um, it's just gradually building up, really. I, I was kind of hoping I was going to do running a bit more regularly last week because the thing I found, the thing that was actually aggravating my Achilles was 
I think a little bit of elliptical and a little bit of rest. So that's why this week um, I said I'm, I'm actually not doing any elliptical anymore. Um, that was, yeah, that was Wednesday. So Thursday I did an hour um, in the gym on the bike. I actually witnessed a fight in the East Croydon gym. That was an experience in the free weight section. About what? I, I don't know. I missed it. And I had headphones and I was trying to listen. I was being really, really nosy, but I couldn't work it out. I think someone had punched somebody over a girl. That's what I'd sort of gathered. The police were there pretty quick, to be fair to them. Um, but yeah, all kicking off. That's just a normal day in Croydon, though, to be honest. <laughs> then I was actually in Peterborough on uh, this Friday. Sorry, just quickly, this gym you're in, is it one of your gyms? Yes. Could but you I must not... say, security top tier. Could you not just like go over as a representative and go, hi, lads, look, I'm finance manager for this gym group. Please <laughs> calm down. I was more I was more thinking, oh, can you just let me know what's happened? And then I was going to tell everyone in the office. We'd have been like, ooh. <laughs> um, no, I, I made sure nobody knew I worked there because I didn't want to get involved. Um, So Friday, I yeah, I was at my brother's. So I, I biked to the gym. Um, I then did 45 minutes on the elliptical. I think that's the last elliptical I've done. Then I biked back. Um, I, I, do you know what? I really didn't like that machine. I only averaged 109 beats per minute and I felt like some of them are a lot easier to use than others and that one wasn't a fun one to use. Uh, then Saturday, I ran to the gym. So I did 15 minutes. I've named this run. The only shape I feel right now is spherical. I, I honestly felt like I was rolling my like as in not a good rolling my back the you know when you haven't run for a little while and the bottom of your back just feels horrendous do you I don't know if you get this I don't know if it's because I've got quite a weak core but oh my god I feel like I've just been punched in the back but that, yeah so I basically did 2.3 miles 629s um Achilles was a little bit sore to start actually and I, I think that was probably the elliptical the night before I did weights as well um, and then I did an hour on the bike um, once I got there. And then in the evening, I did my first ever Zwift session. I did 45 minutes, um, did a group ride. I dropped them all on the sprints. That's basically what I keep doing. I just get to the, the segments and I just nail them. Um, I can give you power stats because I nicked my dad's bike, basically. So I did... Just quickly. 45 minutes. Yeah. You, your dad's... Um, when he was in the Swift Academy, actually yeah. had a, one of those group rides with Paul Lund, and I joined yeah. it. And I had a um, a basic turbo trainer where you could sort of cheat the power meter, <laughs> so it was very easy for me to like hit four hundred watts consistently. <laughs> but I thought I was just going to go along to this, abuse Paul, and ride off the front, but no. you can't go past the leader. Oh really? I didn't it know that. You at the leader. So when you when you get to your session with um Tom Pid Pidcock and you're easily cycling past him, you won't be allowed to, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was more worried about getting dropped to be honest. But I averaged two hundred and ten watts for that, so it's probably decent decent in effort. Um and then Saturday uh, sorry, Sunday I did two hours um on a group ride. I I had to jump off at one point. Oh, my, my, I needed my laptop charger. So I did the coffee stop, but I got, I, it went over, which is three minutes, and I got dropped. And fucking hell, it is hard to catch back up. 
I was absolutely balls out and I couldn't catch this group I was with. So I ended up running, um, not running, the riding the last sort of 45 minutes on my own. But it was quite, it's good fun. Um, so yeah, that was 43 miles. Average watts was 156, so quite chill. And that's my week. How much so, running then? Uh, not much running, um, but I'm back this week. I'm up to every other day and a little bit more. So it's hard to... I think I only did two runs, actually. Yeah, 2.3, 3.3. It's like six miles. Big. So what's what's the plan with the running this week? When, how much so today, Wednesday, Friday, I'm running. Uh, probably Sunday, I was, but we've not planned that far out. So 20 minutes today, I did um, like 6.20s. And then Wednesday, do 20 minutes. And then Friday, I've got 25 minutes. So gradually increasing, but pretty slowly. Um, I like it's a very much a cautious approach. And everything okay at the moment? Yeah, I ran, like I say, today and I couldn't feel any any soreness or any sort of sensation in my Achilles. I'm still getting in a little bit in the morning first thing, but today was certainly better than it was uh, a couple of days ago. So it's definitely progressing in the right direction with the load increasing as well. Good. How's your how's your gym doms? Do you know what? They've gone. I don't I don't have them really. And I've been I've been doing the gym probably more than I would if I would have been fully running. I would have been doing it once heavy and once the core session, but I've probably been doing well, I've certainly been doing two heavy sessions and core kind of every other day to be honest. So yeah, trying to keep that trying to keep that up. It's getting big. Yeah. As you can I might share a picture of this and you can see how big he's getting. <laughs> um Shano, on that note, let's go to you. Um we won't describe what just happened on screen. Um how's your running week, mate? It's it's been um it's been up and down. It's been enigmatic. So <clears throat> uh, another week I haven't put up my training diary, so let me just go to my Strava feed. And remind me what I've just done. So I coming off the back of last last week's episode, I run 70 miles. So I was hoping to sort of keep that up. Um on Monday I ran with Ronnie and oh man, that was it was just awful. I never mind my knee, I was just the whole run was hard. Uh, I did nine miles, but I missed a bit off. So I'm going off Ronnie's watch here. Um, so nine miles at about 7.24 pace. It was just a slog the whole way. I don't know what our actual first mile was, but I looked down and we were like, I was, my watch was telling me outside eight minutes for quite a while. Um, so I think we started very slow for that run. Um, then Tuesday went up the trap. Uh, and the, the lads were going to do some 2K reps and they were going to do them sort of aiming for about 6.30, which for me is probably threshold or actually faster at the minute. But I was like, because I, I, my knee's been a bit erratic, I was like, no idea how it's going to go. So I'll just, I'll, I'll aim to start the session. I'll just adapt if I need to. Now, on the first rep, but another problem I've sort of had with my knee is I can't, because I've not been able to stride out and I've not been able to bend it all that well, um, I can't really warm up. I can do a jog, 
I can do a little bit of dynamic work and then I just have to kind of crack on. And I was thinking, actually, I need to do a, do, do a 2K faster than threshold. I'm not sure how well I'm actually going to do this from a from a being warm up and ready perspective. So I was like, right, I'll try and warm up by just starting slower. So I told them, I was like, oh, just give me 50 meters or so and then start when I'm at 50 meters and you can catch me up. This is on the first rep. Now, just before we left, um, a an old track stalwart turns up, Mr. Les Ball. Um, I can only describe Les as a very excitable Scouse 50-year-old. Um, so anyway, I start just as Les come. I was like, hi, Les, you're right. Anyway, I turn back after about 100 metres. The lads still haven't started because uh, Les is like jumping on him and slapping him and like and just, just being a general hooligan towards him. Um, so... I got a lap in. I think I did a lap in about, it must, must have been about maybe 83 or something seconds. Um, and I just waited for the lads. So I kind of jogged the next lap. So I got to 803 minutes. Then um, then the lads caught me and I just ran the rest of the rep with them, which I have no idea what it was. I think they ran about 6.30ish. Uh, it was quite windy. I was like, okay, I feel okay. So I did the second rep and they dropped me um on the second 2k i got to a mile in 510 and i was absolutely hanging like just my, my knee was a little bit twingy but i i physically couldn't run that fast anymore i was like right maybe time to cut my losses so i jumped onto the cycle track uh, which uh, we've got that sort of goes around our track did a small lap which is 800 and something meters it's called the air and scott loop so i was like if i drop back the effort and do some aerobic work um and plus it means i'm not running around the track and maybe my knee might feel a little bit a little bit better for it so i ended a six lap tempo which i i, I don't know i'm kind of guessing because i have not really measured it but i think that was probably around about 535 to 540 pace per mile but i was going through each lap in 255 so all i know is that a consistent effort Towards the end of that, it got quite tough. And then my knee actually felt okay. And Ronnie was doing some 200s. So I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to jump in and see if I can pick up the pace because this has been the problem with the knee. So I did three by 200 in, a, I think, about 33 seconds each one, maybe 32. Um, and my knee was okay, actually. So I was I was quite happy about that. I was like, it's the best it's been in seven weeks. Um, it's the fastest I've been able to run without any pain. Um, so I was, I, despite my fitness being horrendous, I was really happy with my knee and I feel like I was over the hill. Um, so I did, and that day I did, uh, I think 2.8 mile warm up and just over a mile cool down on Wednesday. Um, I was wondering how my knee would be when I woke up in the morning. It was absolutely fine. Not that much swelling in there. It was, felt great in the morning, went for a run in the evening and Probably felt okay for the first bit of it. And then just the second half of the run, my knee started hurting. I was hanging. My heart rate started climbing. I just felt horrendous. So I went a very slow run that felt difficult. Um, and I managed 7.27 miling. Um, and then we recorded the podcast, actually. And I stood up whilst recording to try and sort of give my knee a bit of a break. And it was just very, very irritable and painful. 
Um, so Thursday, I was going to try and do some hills if I could run, just to, to try and load the knee a little bit different. Um, nothing too harsh, nothing too hard. Uh, I managed five minutes, and I was like, this is too painful. I wasn't running properly. So Thursday, I did 1.18 miles at 7.36 pace in nine minutes. So I was pretty mardy, if I'm honest. Uh, Thursday and Friday, I was at my desk all day um, on lectures as well, so it's probably not very helpful. So Friday, Ronnie wanted to do some hills, which was what I was going to do on Thursday. So I was like, well, I'll I'll join you and we'll see what's happening. Um, it, it was okay. I mean, it was generally okay. I was a bit, um, I was a bit apprehensive of it, but it was all right. And then by the last sort of three 30-ish second hill reps, um, I felt like I was starting to move properly. And Ron did, I did 10 30-second hills, Ronnie did eight. And on the last two, I said to Ron, I was like, oh, I felt like I was moving a lot better on the last two. And he was like, I thought you were moving worse on the last two. So God knows, um, is, is Josh recording Maddie on Swift? Probably. <laughs> He's never paying uh, attention, this boy. It's very off-putting, isn't it, when we're trying to, trying to professionally record. Exactly. Us professional podcasters and Josh having a word at the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was quite happy. I'm a knee felt. I, my body and my knee felt a lot better after the runs, uh, after the hills. So I thought I'd done the right thing. Saturday, uh, we had a long run planned in. So the original plan was to do an hour 45 and then um, four by a kilometre easy interval. So I was aiming for about 3.35. My K is on and my K is off. We're going to be just easy. Um, honestly, I was just mardy the whole run. I had to stop like two or three times to try and ease my knee off. Um it never really got worse, but it never got better and it wasn't great. So I thought, well, I'll try the surges and running fast, running a bit quicker might help it or, you know, might sort of work it. And it kind of didn't, but I was just, you know, what, I'm just going to crack on. Uh, so I was really mardy on this run. I'll be honest, I haven't actually seen what my K splits were. So I'm going to look at them now. So we did 55 minutes before we did any K splits. I did 337 K on, K off in 5.8. Well, actually, that was longer than a K because we had a road crossing. So I had 5 minutes 18 off. Uh, K on in 3.36. K off in 4.07. K on in 3.36. K off in 4.24. And K off, K on in 3.38. So actually, my Ks are pretty consistent because I wasn't even looking at pace. I was just going on an effort and I was going on what money could handle. Looks like towards the end, the two those caves were a bit on an incline and my heart rate climbed a bit higher than it ought to have done. So yeah, my guess is my threshold is around about 540 at the minute. But to be honest, money hurt and I was just mardy and pissed off. So I emailed the physio after that and got myself booked in. Um, Sunday, my knee felt great and it had the least swelling like in the last six or seven weeks. Um, and I ran with Ronnie. I did a short run, which I've just noticed isn't on Strava. Um, I did just under five miles. And it was painful in a different area, but I think that was linked to hamstrings. Um, so it's been really erratic, my knee. Last week, I managed 60 miles. A couple of the runs where I wanted 10 were a bit less. Um, generally just feeling a bit crap last week on some of the easy runs. But I had a good session. And yeah, um, don't really know where I'm at with this knee. Um Feels much better after physio appointment, but that I've had tonight. But it, I was he 
did a lot of work on a lot of tendons and I was in a lot of pain. <laughs> so um, I'll sort of take his advice on board. He's in the same sort of boat as me at the minute. He doesn't think it's anything serious, but he also doesn't know what's going on, or at least he's not sure. So we've got some things to work on. I'll try and work on some movement and some positions that I need to try and put my knee in. And hopefully I see some progression in the next two weeks. If I don't, then I'll, I'll just have to sort of dig a bit deeper and maybe get some scans, and see what's going on. But I, I am positive. I do. I do think I'm kind of over the hill. It's just been a bit. I'm really positive, mate. To be <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole week sounded really positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it was a crap week, and that's me positive. That's 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 how I'd say that. Yeah. Um, Shane, I, I have a question. Well, one was more. Uh back some of them and then one was a question i'm very glad you actually said about the mileage being oh the rep for the reps on tuesday you actually one point said that you went to a mile in 510 because at one point i did think your k reps were 630 miling for quite a <laughs> while actually um my second my oh my question was why is it called the aaron scott loop is it short yeah definitely yeah. i hoped it was i'll give you that one um <laughs> yeah so shane do you think the knee is causing you to run slower or fitness is causing you to run slower? Um, I, I can't remember if I said this on the pod last week or not. My heart... So because my knee's swollen, like it means the immune system is up to something. And that will, in theory, if the immune system's working harder than it should be, it's going to elevate your heart rate. So I'm hoping that it's that. And also there's an element, I, I was talking to Ronnie about this yesterday, like if I'm constantly thinking about it, if it's hurting, I'm using a lot of energy and focus on the run. You know, Josh, I'm sure you can uh, uh, agree with this with your Achilles. When it's all you can think about and focus on because it's pissing you off, like that, it does take away from your perception of effort given, given efforts as well. So short answer, I don't know. Long answer... I think so. I hope so. Anyway, um, I'm kind of hoping that my knee pain goes, and at the same time, I'm like, oh, no, I'm all right. I'm fit. I can run fast. Shane, be... I found it with with my kids. It's just mentally draining knowing every single day you're going to go out and it's probably going to be sore. Yeah, like, it's it's a real real grind. So yeah, I can I can definitely relate. Yeah, and I think that's that's definitely where I got to on Saturday. Um, it's the most pissed off I've been with it. Yeah. But what's weird is the the week that I've just had, uh, it's felt the best it's felt over the last seven weeks, but it's also felt the worst it's felt. So I've just hit two extremes, which I'm hoping... It, it clearly likes some things and doesn't like others. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to try and figure out what it likes and what you can do and manage it like, from there, I guess. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully we're getting closer. Um, the main reason I just sort of wanted i went to the physio and sort of wanted to do something about it is because it's just the swelling isn't going or changing and i think i think that's a huge part of the problem as i think whatever whatever the swelling is there it's still there ice isn't helping ibuprofen doesn't help so the, the body is putting swelling there as a result then because of the poor movement i've got everywhere else because i'm protecting it um i think that's why i'm getting so many so many different problems in the same area um and the yeah, the physio kind of thought that too. So I'm just going to go with that for a little bit and see what happens. And then lastly, the long run. 
on a Saturday. Mm, not sure about that personally still. Um, and yeah, a bit American for me. What? Why? Why? So your your knee hurts, and it's been sore all week. Why are you doing fifteen odd mile as a long run? Because <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> there is no sensible answer to that. Yeah, I thought there was. I, I think when I I can't. Whenever my, the first time I did fifteen odd miles, I'll be honest. It was the week where. I wasn't meant to do that far. I was going to do 90 minutes and see what it was like. And if it was too much, I would have done less the week after. And if it was okay, I would have done the same or more. Um, and that was when we got coaxed into doing too far. And honestly, after each long run, I'm not going to say during, but after each long run, it felt pretty good. Um, and I think I'm at the point where the runner is taking over it's taken over the coach and it's taken over the therapist. So if I have an opportunity to do more miles and more running um, with with not really too much adverse effect, I'm at the point where I'm going to take it. Well, I was before last week where I was like, I'm just going to do it. Um, it's my body. It's my risk. I'm aware of the dangers. And if I mess up, it's my fault. So I'm kind of, I was kind of in that camp. Um, plus also it's been so long and I've had such little change in it i've just sort of seen what i can do in hindsight saturday was far too much for whatever reason it was far too much i probably just should, should have taken a day off and done a long one on sunday instead but you know you live and learn yeah i suppose also you've got well you had plans on this this 10k on friday um mm. i think they yeah, maybe 15 miles maybe wasn't necessary six days out yeah, and from a training perspective, you're 100% right. Um, and, and this is what I realised this last week as well. I am in the camp at the moment where I'm probably not making the most sensible coaching decisions related to training because in my head, I'm like, I'm unfit. And when I'm unfit or trying to build fitness, the best thing I can usually do in the early stages is just jump back on and my body usually adapts and gets on it. But I maybe have to admit I'm 32 now and I can't handle that as well as I should. And, and the reason behind the Saturday long runs, for example, is because we was going, we were doing sessions on a Tuesday. Yeah. And when I did that, those long runs on the Sunday, a Tuesday, the Sunday, Tuesday combo wasn't working for me. So I was, I was on board with a Saturday, Tuesday. Um, Cause typically in my training, I'll do a Sunday, Wednesday. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, if you think it's hard at 32, I'm over to 36 and we'll discuss the same issues, but worse. Let's um, have a look then the week of a 36 year old. Well, it's terrible. And this is, this is going to be my last week of terrible training. I said it now. <laughs> Come to the end of the week, Malaga Marathon is entered. Today, skipping ahead, I have double dayed. So <laughs> the plan this week is to go into this Friday race, but I'm going to do a reverse taper and actually do my most running this week before the race just just because anyway let's go back so last week monday i kicked off i was in the office went out at lunchtime and in the office because we had the aircon on it was actually pretty cool i said like, oh, it's not too bad outside it was very hot it was high 20s and yeah wasn't wasn't that nice you know when it's I don't I don't know what it is about this country. It's almost like it's 
it's unbearable like it's like almost hard to breathe in some like when it's when it's that warm it's not like in temperature terms it's not that hot like i've been abroad and much hotter and being able to run but i don't know something about this country it's like and josh is my favorite term terminology what is very close i was gonna say i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it in it's uh was it it's muggy yeah, it's muggy it's very close but anyway um so I did 6.7 miles, 7.03 miling, 47 minutes, just out and back um, along, well, from the office onto, onto a road that runs parallel with the A1. Josh, you know that road which parallel with the A1 that goes to Northern Cross? Uh, it's yeah. Haddon. Yeah. Um, they're, built, the, they're built like that's a... That's the, the road that... Um... Mr. Bean crashes McLaren F1 on. Yes, I had it. Yeah, real fact for you. Yeah, so um, they they built like a, I don't know, like a lorry depot halfway down. So now you've got lorries going down it, which isn't ideal. So <laughs> that's my, yeah, running route from work gone. Um, so that was tough. Tuesday, I was also in the office, and bottled it because it was too hot and didn't want to have the same situation wednesday i had eliza um and we recorded the pod as shane said and i had i did consider josh tried to talk me into going out for 20 minutes i considered I thought it. you were going to i was going to but then i didn't i thought i'm going to start yeah. again tomorrow and we really got on it so so here we go thursday I, I took Josh's words to heart and thought, I'll go down, I'll run down to the cricket pitch in the middle of the day, 2 30, then it's time. And I did nearly a four mile warm up. And it was very muggy, very hot. And I thought, I could still do a session, surely. I think I did. I want to say I did a, almost like a 2K rep, which wasn't that quick. And I thought, well, I might just do a few two lappers, like 800s, a bit like Shane did. But my first two laps was actually slower than I've been running for five laps. And it was very, very hard. And I was like, I'm going to call this a day, sit down in the shade. And then do, I thought, I'm just going to do like a five or six mile jog and get Jenny to pick me up. I started this, this jog twice. So I did three quarters of a mile. Then sat down. Then I did a 1.1 miles. And then I didn't even get back. I was just running loops on the cricket pitches, but I didn't get back to where my bag was. I stopped three quarters of the way around, just walked back to my bag. And Jenny was coming back from Peterborough. And for her to pick me up, it was probably easy if I met her like the other side of town near, near Burley. So she'd come straight up day one. It's about two miles or so to that point. I could not run any of it. I walked. I had a two-mile walk. And even one point where it's dead flat, I considered running and was like, I can't do it. So the problem was, as I said to you boys, so it wasn't just the heat. It was the fact that I'd eaten, let's say, a granola bar at 10, 10 a.m. And that's all I'd eaten. So... I had absolutely no fuel in me. And then when I sort of overheated, it went 
went bad very quick. So, yeah, got home, cooked some pizzas and refueled. Actually, also on Thursday, I had sore hammies at the start of the run because I've been digging the swing out. And by by me saying I've been digging the swing out, I have done absolutely none of this. And by digging, I mean I probably I dug maybe a metre squared, and that was enough to give me sore hammies. But anyway, we'll talk um, about the swing again on the week on when I come to Saturday. We've got a question quick. Yeah. What do you call a guy with a spade for a head? Doug. Um, yeah. But... So, yeah, talking of digging and, and building swings, we'll come to Friday. So I'll talk through my run first. So Friday Friday morning, 8.53, much nicer temperature. That, that was an exceptional view of Josh just now. Um, I did six and a half miles, 7.12, just looping around the grass. Plan was Friday evening to do a double. I was going to do a, another run of like maybe five miles. At three o'clock, I was sitting in my office and Jenny wanted some help doing the swing. And I went out there and held this post. And I don't know what she was doing. I still don't know what she was doing. She was holding like the pliers, like, holding a bolt and sort of doing something. And the, the pliers slipped and hit her straight in the face. It actually hit straight in the front tooth and chipped her tooth. So she lost you know, part of a tooth. So she had to go to the emergency dentist. So that was my double out the window. New excuse for the book. Jenny losing that's, a tooth. That, that's up there. Yeah. Um, so Saturday morning, Jenny had to go back to the emergency dentist um, at like 10-ish. So I went and did a session early. 7.50 warmed up for this one. Um, Philippa joined me for some of the warm-ups. It's 3.3 mile warm-up. And as Shane was talking about a minute ago, kind of when you're not fit and you're self-coached, you kind of, yeah, it's very easy to make make changes and make bad decisions to your own running. Do you know and, what you do? Sorry? Run all of your runs by me. I'll give you a, a, a very honest opinion on them. Um, I'm okay. I'll pass on that one, but but I, I can see I was going to do like a fart lick and cut down, and I again felt a little bit, a little bit sick, and I was scared if I stopped the first rep I wasn't going to start again. So I ended up doing a the equivalent of like a twenty five minute, well, equivalent of a five mile tempo, so twenty laps, and. For the four lap, I actually ran all right. It's like five oh seven average for four laps, which maybe is five fifteens, five twenties for five miles, which not too bad. It was hard, but manageable. So I did that. Then I did five by thirty seconds or half a lap off a minute for six and a bit mile and did to manage to finish this time ahead of the kids' clubs that didn't have any altercations. Two and a half mile uh cool down. And again, 
I considered doubling in the evening, but we've been out all day, so so I didn't. And went to bed at nine nine p.m., which is my revelation of the week. I was awake at six a.m. on Sunday, and fully refreshed. So none of this midnight going to bed. Just need to go to bed at nine p.m. That's the answer, boys and girls. Um. So, Jenny, selfishly, um, has got another job at the moment, so she's been working kind of nights but had to leave ours at sort of half 10 in the morning to go down to central London on Father's Day so I had to get out for my 7 I 7.45 I got out for my long run and I, I ran down joined Philippa for 8 miles so I did 12 miles at 7.21 oh, I did, did an hour and a half and yeah it wasn't too bad a bit humid um Josh Shivers commented on this one saying 10 episodes away from the 100th episode. Are we going to get Clarity back on? Should we invite him? Yeah. I mean, we can invite him. He won't come, but <laughs> he might. He might. Yeah, he doesn't like Josh anymore. So, all in all, that's a 40 mile week. I spent Sunday. I've put my own plan into, I put a week of running into final surge. So I got a lot of notifications of me entering runs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you can see them. So, so yeah, I will start plotting weight. I entered Malaga marathon. So we are, I don't know, something like 25 weeks out, maybe, maybe less. Ooh. So plenty of time still, Shane. We'll get there. We will. Do you so, know what's funny? Bearing in mind, none of us are really running that much. We've just spent an hour, maybe not an hour, but 50 minutes or so, talking about barely running. Well, yeah. Josh, you'll start the Inside Cycling podcast. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start the Inside Moaning podcast. And it sounds like Aaron's going to start the Inside Swinging podcast. There we go. Good. People don't need that. Right. Um, let's go to Strava leaderboard. Josh. Have you got the Strava leaderboard open? Uh, give me two seconds. I was careful to say. Yes, I've got, got it. I've got it. Oh. Good. <laughs> um, okay, so leading the leaderboard or winning the leaderboard. Winning? Yeah, we're winning. Surprise. Um, was Phil Sesman by 0.1 miles from Kieran Walker. I reckon uh, I reckon Sesman's been on here and looked and gone. Oh, of course, got. yeah. An athlete of that caliber, I, I hope he has. That's, he, that's uh, he's got, he's got road status. I've just noticed a professional athlete on uh, Strava now. Um, yeah, one hundred twenty point four to one hundred twenty point three. I'll give Jake Barrowcliffe another shout out. One hundred twenty miles, solid. Uh, and then top woman. It was um, Andrea. No, he's a he's a man. Um, oh. Well, I think it's Charlie Thornton, I think, is, is top. Oh, yeah, I looked at the picture. My bad. Um, okay, what mileage are we on there? Ahead of Tom Straw. You can show. Uh, is Astrid, is that a boy's name? Mm, sometimes, girls. Well, I think it is a girl's name. Oh, it is. It's a girl. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry, Charlie. Uh, you're not top. Oh, um, 
uh, where, where are we? Ast- oh, I'm going to butcher her surname. Astrid Obermeyer. Yeah. 78.2. And then Charlie Thornton in second, 77.6. There you go. Sa- Sally's pretty pretty close, 75.9. Astrid, Astrid did a 66.7 mile run. Yeah, they fucking hell. She only ran three times last week. That's impressive. But I think from her photo and her elevation, she does a bit of trail running. Oh, well done, Sherlock. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I looked at a couple of things actually. I looked at average pace before for this, and Mr. Dave Hudson from from Hunts AC, local runner, he's taken a note out of Josh's book and done his fifty-seven miles at six twelve this week. Good. Uh, I think he must have just joined the podcast because he runs pretty quick. So I would be I'd be surprised if he's not been up there before. No, he he yeah he does a bit of easy run in the mornings he's done two 5ks this week i think um i see jake smith's back on there 15 miles at 620s so um anyway let's let's go to some list of questions quickly then as we've been already chatting so long um most of these questions this week revolve around 5k type training because i posted if anybody wants some guidance on some track track running now we're in track season so Callum with the K said, how far can threshold training get you before the race specific and faster workouts are needed? Shane, you can open us up. Um, I think another one is highly contextual questions. So I think if you're somebody who's naturally would say they're better at longer stuff than uh, shorter stuff, I probably would say not very far. If you're somebody who's typically... A, a sort of a, a faster distance runner rather than um, whose speed is better than their endurance. I'd probably say actually doing a lot of threshold training can get you uh, quite far. And by threshold, I mean tempo running, tempo runs, longer reps at that effort. Um, another argument, and this is another, another discussion, is going into something similar to what the Britsons do where they even... Um, do shorter reps like 400s and 200s and they turn it into a threshold session by uh having doing a lot of reps running faster but um making sure they don't go over too much uh hit too much fatigue but that's another discussion and i think they train quite inter- interestingly but otherwise i think I, I think it can get you quite far if you are somebody who's got better speed and i don't think it's as essential if you're somebody who's got better endurance then you probably want to work on this race specific stuff earlier rather than later um talk about the Inga britsons and double threshold the um oh, we didn't mention double threshold but they do a lot of double threshold it's been, been in the news again this week because is it hobbs kessler i think he ran quick for 1500 in the week he's been doing double threshold but they do it at nau and quite a few of the flagstaff groups use double threshold and my experience of the sort of NCAA system was we would almost spend that first, I don't know, six, eight weeks pre-season doing just threshold work. Like, you just do tempos and you'd get pretty fit. Like, you'd almost go sometimes go into the first race back really doing what you'd call a, well, you wouldn't do an interval session, so... So yeah, it can get you um it can get you fit and potentially 
if that's fitter than you ever ever been before, you can also be faster than before. Um, but yeah, I still think you need to get race. Well, you'd let you then layer on the the race sharpness when you're in specific sessions. So, so yeah, hopefully that answers that question. You can get a fair way. Um, and I think Josh is getting a charger. So we'll go to the next couple of questions, which tie in together. First one from Tom Squires. What track session would you do seven days out from the goal 5K? And Nick Me, what's the last go-to session for a 10K? We'll merge those into one. What's the what's the last session you do before a 5 or a 10K, Josh? It's been a long time since I've done 5K. Um, I'm trying, I'm going to go back to kind of something which, but well, the last time I did one, I remember the session, it was six by 5k at 5k pace, but that's a bit boring. Um, six by 5k at 5k pace, six by 1k, <laughs> six yeah. by 1k at 5k pace off, I think 60, maybe 90. Um, that's a bit boring though, so I'm going to give one of which is a bit more exciting. So it was, I'm trying to recall exactly, when I was at Bedford, we'd do one which was three sets. I think it was K, 400K. The the 400 would be at 3K pace and the K would be at 5K pace. It was quite quite a tough one. But it gets your legs moving a little bit faster. Yeah. Shane, Yeah, so I'll, I'm probably going to say what I would do now rather than what I used to do. Um, a session like what Josh has said, really, I'd... I think for 5K, I prefer a mixed pace session. So something at goal 5K pace, either a 3K pace or faster. Um, so again, with the 400s. So I might do something like, I don't know, three or four by a K and then add in like, so maybe four or five by 300 or 400 um, faster. It, when I was actually good at 5K back a long time ago now, to be honest, um, my main track session before it was it was always a fifteen hundred meter session. I'd, mm. I'd always like done the five k work, I'd done the threshold work, and yeah, I'd do like ten fours or something. And if that went really well, I'd be really confident for a five k. Um, the ten k session nowadays it tends to be if it's on the road, I'll do some. Uh, but yeah, I've, I think what I've said before. I like to move through the paces and have a mixture of long and short reps. So I've talked about the mountain range before. I'll do um, sort of different level, different um, uh, duration of reps and mix them up a little bit. Um, to be honest, one of my favourites used to be, actually we used this before 5K as well, but one of my favourites used to be 3K at 10K pace, 5 threes, 2K a bit faster than the 3K, 5 threes and a mile hard. That would be 10 days out. That took quite a lot of recovering. But that's really tough on your own. So I probably wouldn't try that anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've had a... You have a mixture, don't you, over the years of sessions. Um, one I go back to a lot is something like uh, either a mile or 2K at 10K pace and then eight four hundreds at five K pace. I try to keep them quite controlled, don't go any quicker. I don't feel sometimes I, I don't need to go much quicker, but um I do that one probably if I'm racing on the on the Saturday, I might do that on the on the Tuesday or Wednesday. But 
um, probably Tuesday for Saturday. But I've done, I've done F1, I've done 200s, I quite like that to sharpen you up. But I took one from, um, I think, Dathan Ritzenheim's group, and they do it for kind of for 5 and 10K, and it's pretty short. And it's, um, where is it? I've got it on my back. So they do three by 300 off um, 45 seconds, pretty quick, pretty sharp. So sort of maybe around 3K type pace. It's a little bit quicker than 5K pace, definitely. Um, and then they do a, a mile, but they cut down. So you might start your, your mile at maybe closer to even like 10k pace for the first lap and then cut it down by two seconds a lap so just sort of go through the gears within a mile and then they just do three 300s at the end again a little bit quicker than the first lot of 300s so what's that nine two that's only what just under 4k of of effort but nice and sharp but they do that i think they do it um three days out so yeah um but yeah, I think the rain. You've got to, you've got to see what kind of works for you. I, I think you see with a lot of athletes is they have their go-to pre-race session, and it's one they've probably settled on over the years where they've raced quite well off it and always been able to run it quite well and just kind of stick with it. But I don't think there's probably some science behind it. I'm sure, but. I don't think you have to be that, you know, overly specific with it. Because, look, your fitness isn't going to change from doing a session three or four days out. But change, right, like seven, seven, eight days out, I'd always do still quite a bulky type session. If I'm doing 10K, I might do something like 2K, 1K, 2K, 1K, 2K, something like that. Something a bit more 10K specific, working on those 10K, 5K paces. But, but yeah. So it's. I think it was Josh's coach who said it actually. Like you kind of got like the type of session you you want to run, and it's kind of like picking from a list. Like you got a drop down yeah. list of sessions, and you you pick one, um, and it could be a whole range of things. It kind of does the same thing. So yeah. Um, on that favorite session for five k, you got one, Shane. Um, no, and I'll tell you for why. My best 5K, and it kind of ties into your last uh, point, my best 5K was actually always at Armagh in February, where we'd done a lot of longer stuff with the winter, and the session we used to do quite a lot actually was the one I mentioned to you, where we would do 3K, 5.3s, 2K, 5.3s in a mile. Now, every time I did that session, it went really well. So that was always my favourite pre-5K session even though it's working for the paces. Um, when I've been doing 5Ks in the summer, even when I've run well, I, I've ne- I've never run well on 5K sessions. I can't do them. Um, I've never got anywhere near race pace since I've been, when I was a little bit faster. I hate them. They're so hard. We used to do four, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you my least favourite 5K session. Four by a mile off two minutes at 5K pace. Impossible. Never wow. got anywhere near it. Got to do more than two minutes for coverage, surely. Even it was horrible. I think Three even and a half. four minutes once, and I still couldn't do it. Yeah, but I think it's it, the the quicker you get, 
you start getting too close to your VO2 max. So it's really hard to recover from long 5K reps. Oh. And yeah. So my least favorite session was that. But I, that four by a mile session I've done and I ran, I think I'm the quickest like 4.35s, but then raced a week later at like 4.32. So I didn't touch it either. Um, the, I also like that six by K of three minutes at sort of three K pace. It's horrible. Like you can only do it with a group. The one I like is. You say off three minutes? Yeah. Rob got me doing off 90. The one I like actually is 2K, 1600, 1200, 800, 400, all off three minutes or a lap, really slow jog. Because I I always struggle actually on the 1200. The 1200 for me is never quicker than the 1600. Um, I sort of peak at the, the 1600. They, I've actually almost nearly run my 800 PB in that session. Um, but you get enough recovery for somebody who's endurance-based like me to actually feel like you can go through the paces. So I like that session. Did yeah. we do that in Portugal back in the day? Uh, quite oh, possibly, yeah, possibly, or, or maybe a variation of it similar to, yeah. With Perry. Yeah. Yeah. I actually ran... I, I want to say I actually ran my 400 PB that night. The 62. Shane Shane dropped out. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> anyway, yeah, because he hates 5K sessions. <laughs> Josh, what's your um, favourite? One that we used to do at Bedford quite a lot was, um, I think you've done it actually, Aaron, as well. We used to call it 70-90. And it's probably like 16. We can, I mean, you can do as many laps as you want, really. Um, but you do 70 is your hard effort and then your recovery would be 90 seconds. So that's 400 reps. Um, so we would do maybe like six, 16 or maybe 20. Um, then you put, when you're doing 20, you probably get nearer sort of 10 K stuff. Um, but that was always a good one. And the way to sort of make that harder is rather than get, making the reps harder, you can make the recovery quicker. Um, but we've actually done it both ways. We did it. Um, she did the recovery a little bit quicker, but we also did it. I think we did, Maybe six, it must have been 16 actually, but you would do sort of 70 for two, 68 for two, 66 for two, and try and keep cutting down every two as long as you can. And that gets hard. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, because the Australians have peaks quarters, which is, I want to say off the top of my head, eight, 400s off 200 float. Does that work yeah. out as 4,800? 600 times eight? Yeah. Yeah, 4,800. So the time you do that in is almost the time you should run a 5K in. So you, yeah, you do 400 hard and then 200 float. So yeah. Um, last quick question is from Anthony. Just, just, to, just to dwell on one word there. Last quick question. <laughs> yes, quick question. It is. Um Anthony Bailey, is it appropriate to start a session with your top off or should you wait a few reps? Always, always, always at least do one rep with a top on. Always. Shane? No, don't even have it on for your warm-up, Anthony. Get the bed out early. Get some, get exposed it to the sun. Loves it. Yeah. Just make sure you wear sun cream if you like, Shane. Don't want any burning on my watch. Um, Actually, I did have one more question. Live, 
into me from Darren McMahon. He says, if the show's not already been recorded, can you ask why Josh is dressed like a wrestler and doing a Zwift session on his stories? Are you what cycling is- shorts? Are they? What, what, like what, what, what were you wearing? I haven't seen it yet. It's just bib shorts. Any particular? Okay. Were they? I bet. Oh, uh, it's because you've got. Yeah, you've got it, no jersey it, on over the top, and yeah, the color coordination is terrible. I will admit. They're like a a maroony color, so I sort of get what you're saying. Anyway, um, let's go to some news. Uh, what where should we go first? Kelvin Kipton and Camarora are up are not doing the world champs for Kenya now. Um, they're targeting Valencia world record. On Valencia, I isn't the whole world doing Valencia marathon? It's um, I don't know, to be honest. The best runners are going to target Malaga. Yeah. Kelvin, come to Malaga. You get a real race. Um, that, that's, it's quite interesting, though, that they basically... Because, I mean, you would think you would be favourite to win the world champs. Doesn't care. Well, yeah, I suppose there's probably more. There's probably more testing facilities at World Champs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> but also <laughs> Paris is is next year, right? I think the Olympics, and yeah. it's kind of you know really then this year Valencia is your chance to to run a, a really fast one, and whether you could back off of the back of World Champs is quite an ask isn't it so um i'm sure his recovery is pretty good yeah probably also well this weekend is the european team champs i want to say it's the i want to say it's this weekend but it could be divisions two and three oh no division one 23rd to 25th so is that friday sunday we've got George Mills and Ellie Baker going in the 1500. Johnny Davies, Hannah Nuttall in the 5K. And Zach Seddon and Maisie Grace in the 3K steeple. Um, I think that's out in Poland, possibly. Probably should have done some research on it first. Um, my Well, we'll come to the next point, actually, when we talk about the Diamond League. Did you boys watch Oslo? No, I'm I, the only thing I'm interested in watching at the moment... Is the Tour de France? I'm a cyclist now, not a runner. Tour de France started. No, no, no. Two weeks, I think. Yeah, first of July. So, in in the men's fa- uh, fifteen hundred, there was there was talk of a world record uh, attempt, but um, I think they they initially did they request a eight hundred split of one fifty two. Yeah. Was that? No, it was that Ingo Britson? He, I think he changed it to one fifty two. So um, yeah. maybe slightly slower than world record pace because he was maybe still a bit tired from the week before. Um, but he he sort of powered away late on and and took the win in. Is it three twenty seven point nine five? Yeah. And basically, the top ten were three thirty and under. So. There was actually eight men under three thirty. Uh so ninth and tenth were Josh Kerr and Neil Gorley, both three thirty. Uh PB for Neil Gorley. Was it the top most of the top ten actually PB'd or area recorded? 
So Inga Britson took the win. Mo Katir, 328. Yared Nagoose, 329. Then Tim Chariot. Um, uh, Ollie Hoare, area record in 329. So of Australia. So, you know, it's probably the greatest non-championship 1500 meter ever. Um, what's... Do you think it's the, the best there's been? Are we seeing... Well, there must be there's something going on, isn't it? It's week after week we're seeing. What we're seeing now it is um, just a massive jump in the depth of middle distance running, men's and women's, and it can be a whole host of reasons. I don't think we can take away the fact that a lot of it is also the footwear. Um, a lot of the competition, for whatever reason, is is coming closer as well. Um, so I think that's helping it along. It is just balmy from what we're used to and what we grew up with. Um, and yeah, I think that's as much as I can say. Fair enough. So talking about Nagoose, has anyone seen Jonathan Marcus on Twitter this week? Enlighten us. I mean... Some of the stuff he comes out with it is far fetched to say the least. This one is probably one of the most far fetched I've seen. So whether he's joking or not, I can't tell. But he says relative to results, I find Nagusa's stride to be very problematic. I don't think his results should be taken at face value. Here's why: he exhibits a late propulsive thrust locomotion strategy, which is suboptimal for runners because it carries a very high energy cost. So he's basically accusing Nagoose of doping from his running stride. So so basically my take on it is um John Marcus is an idiot because he does this he he just he fit he finds this one thing to fixate on and thinks that that's everything. So and at the minute is he's clearly been doing a lot of reading. He's someone who reads a lot clearly, which is fair enough. But he fixates on something and at the minute it's like a month ago, it was what it calls flux training, which is basically lactate guided threshold training, which is what the Inga Britsons do. Like that was everything. Now he's going on about running form and biomechanics, but such just irrelevant, intricate things. And it's just, uh, he's just balmy. Um, yeah. It's just someone who's going, keeps going down tunnels, but doesn't seem open to other tunnels. Um, it's not, wrong like there might be a way Nagoose can improve his form but I'd probably say um his results aren't dodgy because of his running stride results probably look dodgy just because of the vast improvements and the incredible range he's got yeah but anyway Nagoose is now the American record holder so do you know what a couple of those area records surprised me I thought Mo had run faster than Jacob I thought he'd run three twenty. He must have run three twenty eight. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't believe an American had run faster than that. But, I mean, they clearly had three thirty's been broken in history, and it's that oh, race recently though. Loads. Hmm. But you think the last few years? Not and the Australian one. Yeah, uh, I, 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 it just surprised me. I thought, oh, three twenty seven. I was like, that's decent. Yeah, I didn't really think, oh, that's unbelievable. I like, genuinely, if you. Now, unless you're running 332, probably only 332, you're not going to make finals. Definitely. 
well, yeah, so three twenty nine for the Australian. But in this race, the top. I mean, well, the the Swedish guy he ran a national record of three thirty two flat was twelfth. Imagine running three thirty two dead, finishing twelve. Amazing. Um, let's move on to the five k because. Again, exciting race, race here where uh, Yomif Kajelcha and Jacob Kiplimo finished in probably the closest dead heat you can get. Even in the photo finish, it's quite hard to to say who who actually beat who. They were given the same same time on on the time. So twelve forty one point seven three for Kajelcha and Kiplimo um, for. A, a world lead and PBs for both of those two. Behind them, Bikili, 12.46, Joe Klecker, 12.56, Louis Grahalva, 12.56. Um, and yes, yeah, six men under 13 minutes again. Have you seen the splits from the last 2K? I've seen it. Run through them. I think I saw the last 800. Which so, is still final 2K of this race was 4.54. So a 60.18, 60 60.09, 60.07, 58.4, 58.57. So in the 2022 Worlds, Inga Britson ran a 223.1 final K. They ran a 224.2. But that was in a much slower race. Their last 2K was 230, then a 224. And two two thirty is is ridiculous in itself. So two twenty four is yeah. Next time you're doing a K rep, try and knock out two twenty four. Then report back to us. I think like in the past, there's maybe been like one or two athletes that might have done it, and they wouldn't race each other, and it wouldn't happen at the same time. You're getting groups of runners now doing this. Yeah, I mean, because again, take like take away Kip Lima and Kajalcha, you know. What were the lads who, what were their last two K? The other lads who were coming in ten seconds behind them. I don't know. One I thing can't... I thought on this is, um, obviously Mo was very dominant. What do you reckon they could beat him? Or like yeah. Mo in his prime to now? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Really? But I don't think Mo in his prime would beat Jakob over five K in a tactical race anymore. Because Mo, yeah. Mo, you, Mo was so dominant because he was such so good at racing, wasn't he? There was nobody fast enough to run away from him and nobody had his kick. Now, they're all faster than him to run away and they've all got better kicks. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, there was plenty of other track results from Europe, but we won't go into to them all. A couple of steeplechases, Zach said in 8.21, and Will Battershill improved his PB to 8.23. So he's now 16th on the UK all-time list. So a couple of decent steeplechase performances as well, which is nice to see. Um, back to the roads in the UK. The podium 5K was on Saturday evening. Um, really good fields. Again, I presume neither of you watched it. Um, so... No. I saw videos from start and the and the finish of the men's race. Mark Scott took the win, thirteen forty seven, ahead of Omar Ahmed, thirteen fifty seven. I would 
I think they were together for quite a way, this group. And Mark Scott's finish, if you watch it on Instagram, I think he might have had it on his stories. It's probably the fastest thing I've seen in a long while, down that last 100. He's flying, so he's obviously put in a, a massive kick just to pull away at the end. Um, I think it's his first outing for NN running. Uh, Linton Taylor in third, 14.05. Johnny Miller, fourth, 14.07. Um, yeah, pretty pretty stacked top seven under 14.30. Looked pretty good conditions. Slightly, I think they had a newer course, but obviously that wasn't as quick as their 5K has been before. So not quite sure why they've changed changed the course. Either you know. No, Josh is Josh given up. He's going to do some exercises in between. Um, level of commitment from Josh in well in the B race, the women were mixed in. Mary and Googie took the win in fifteen twenty five. Lauren Hayes fifteen fifty five. Philly Bowden sixteen oh seven. Um, I think Philly Bowden went off a little bit hard by what I read on Instagram and. Lauren stalked her nicely and took her towards the end. But yeah, pretty quick from, from Mary and Googie. I think she trains with Steve Cram in the Northeast. I think, potentially. Anyway. Trains with or coached by? Uh, she coached by. Trains yeah. with his group. Yes. Want me to put it properly. Um, should we call it a day there on results? Because I know we've been going on for long enough. Unless there's anything else you want to mention. Big to one. be honest, I, I, I've not looked at much results. Um, yeah, that's what happens. Week. Big one on Friday night in Long Bennington. Shane, who's gonna who's gonna take who down? But I think you're gonna take me down if I'm honest. <laughs> it's one of those I've actually got I'm honestly, I'm not I've got no idea. I've got no expectations. I just don't want to go out too hard and follow up and have a like a bad experience i'd rather but it's difficult isn't it when you know i don't know who's racing with us it's too easy to get caught up in the start and think you're you're rolling back the years i was, I was trying to think what will be a better situation for me i have some mild knee pain so it stops me going off fast or my knee feels great but the danger is I go off and run like a 5-10 first mile and spend and do a 6 minute last mile um, yeah I, I'm, I'm in that same camp I think the exciting thing is who, who knows <laughs> and this could be a very interesting but slow battle yeah um, um, I'm just trying yeah. to persuade as few people to do it as possible so we might still get a chance of a podium yeah, and because they've got, I mean, I might even be there. I still need to get get an entry, so who knows? Right. Josh, what are you up to next week? Swifting. Um, that's the only thing I have planned. Literally nothing else. Hopefully, I get my car back as well. Actually, my car um has had some work, so it cost me two and a half grand. It's just a nice little repair bill. For what? What have you had done? Ah, uh, two new tires. Then it failed in its emissions test. So I had to get the remap taken off it. Then a new catalytic converter and the quote for 
from Mercedes was three grand just for the cat, which was unpleasant. So um, they've managed to sort something else out. So I've, I've not had my car for a month. No idea. Hence why I was dragging that fucking turbo through London. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, nothing. What about you, Aaron? Well, not well. I'm doing more trading than I've done for 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 months ahead of the 10k on Friday. That is not very hard. Hopefully, that will have the desired effect, and I can. I don't know. Thirty three, thirty. I do think it's about time, though, that I wasn't top of the volume for us three. I, I should never be top out of you two, and I still am. So, what, what was your mileage this week, Shane? 60. Yeah, I'm a few weeks away from that. You wait. I can't wait till October, and all three of us are topping 100 miles. That's going to be so exciting. I, I think, what I think is happening is I think we're just subconsciously waiting for Josh, Aaron. Yeah. I think when Josh is back on here, I think we'll be fine. Got to give him a chance, haven't we? <laughs> and I, I never felt lazier than today. I messaged both of you. I So I last week, I think I did 12 hours of training. My dad texted me and he's done 70 hours last week of cycling. It's in 1,200 miles. So, if you feel lazy, go and have a look at that because you'll feel a lot worse. Have one one bit of news I did I did did I say it last week about the Stamford five k going past my house? No. Well, it now goes directly down my road. So, good point for problem, drop out. The only problem it yes, that's what I did say. The only problem is is it's now in nine days time. So. <laughs> I'm running, <laughs> running out of time to get fit for that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Oh, no doubt I won't be able to do it anyway. But anyway, right, boys, call it a night. I've missed my 9 p.m. bedtime, so we'll, we'll wrap it up now. Bye-bye. That was good. See you guys. Oh, you never, 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 never gonna